So this is week one of the Love Life 40-week journey of hope. Love Life has been around for six years now, and there's been so many testimonies that we will see here in a moment. But this is week one of the 40-week journey of hope. Convergence Church has adopted this week. Praise God. Praise God that followers of Jesus are committed to fighting for the unborn. As you hear about all these stories, too, like I, I, just all these the pregnancies in this church. It's amazing to me. There was never a question when a woman in this room took a pregnancy test and they said, wow, I wonder, like, am I having a dog or a cat? Am I having a horse this time? Am I having some other form of an animal? No. It was always, I'm having a baby. I wonder if it's a boy or girl, male or female. And I just want to take a moment and honor Pastor Scott, Pastor Carl, Pastor Jade for taking a bold stand for life. Because let me tell you, a church like Convergence, them adopting a week, there's going to be spiritual attack. I can tell you that right now. And we have to ask ourselves, are we taking up the full armor of God? Are we prepared for this battle that is going to take place? We know who wears the victor's crown, but we must be prepared. But I praise God for these brothers because they are willing to take a bold stand. There's a lot of churches right now meeting that are tickling ears and saying whatever they want the congregation to hear. And they're sidestepping the greatest moral issue of our day, and that is abortion. Just like 165 years ago, it was slavery. Make no mistake, the 61 million lives they have lost their lives. This is the greatest moral issue of our day. Next slide, please. The mission of Love Life is simple. Love Life is uniting and mobilizing the church, all of us, to create a culture of love and life that will end the abortion and the orphan crisis in our lifetime. Do you have faithful expectation, church, that this will happen? I do. I believe it's happening. I believe it's coming very soon. I tell it all the time. I want to work myself out of a job, church. I have to go to a prayer walk and lead it next Saturday. I was hoping that abortion would have been shut down. I hoped that Latrobe Drive would be completely destroyed before then. That I wouldn't have to do this anymore. It, Love Life is an amazing ministry. We want to see a shift in our culture that men and women will stop running to the local abortion clinics and they will run to the church. They will run to the church of Jesus Christ and receive healing and restoration. That's what we desire. We are motivated by the great commandment to love God and to love people. Guided by the great commission to go and to make disciples. To reach the least of these in abortion clinics and also collaborating in John 17 unity. That's the mission of Love Life. Next slide, please. But it is time, church, for you to respond to this issue. The church will end abortion. It's not politicians. Even though this is a political issue, make no mistake, there's time and a place for all of it. But the church will end abortion in our lifetime. And God has called the church to shape the culture. And the politicians and legislation will follow the church of Jesus. Period. The greatest organism on the face of the planet is right here in this room as followers of Christ. Next slide. Here's the tragic truth of abortion. Abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. It's not heart disease. It's not cancer. I mean, think about that. That's a staggering number. 17,000 babies killed weekly in the U.S. 2,800, roughly 2,800 babies every day. 2,800 every day. That's a 9-11 every day happening in mother's wombs as babies are dismembered. And I don't know, if, if that doesn't break your heart, 
I don't know. Here in Charlotte, 150 to 200 babies are killed weekly. Here in Charlotte. The southeast busiest abortion clinic is on the Trobe Drive, 15 minutes down the road. There are more babies that are aborted here in Charlotte than any other place in the southeast. More than Miami, more than Atlanta, Jacksonville, Raleigh, any other major city is here in Charlotte. 150 to 200. So abortions are allowed up to birth in some states. Baby Flocky, in the state of New York, a mother could go in and say, you know what, there's too many complications, I'm ready to abort. And it's a surgical abortion, and it is terrifying, and it is horrific. Here in North Carolina, you can have an abortion up to 20 weeks. And you better believe at 20 weeks, there's 10 fingers, 10 toes, they can cry, and they can feel pain. And that should break our hearts. And we see it all the time, women going into the abortion clinics, and they have a full belly. And if that doesn't break your heart, I, again, I, I don't know. And one in four women and men will have an abortion in their lifetime. This is a ministry not of shame and condemnation. You can next slide, please. This is not a ministry of shame and condemnation, but of healing and restoration. And I'm here to tell you in front of everyone, you guys know my story, many of you, but I've experienced and I've had an abortion. I would have a 22-year-old son or daughter right now. And I remember very vividly, I was with a girl, I drove down to Hebron, I sat in the waiting room, and I still remember the smell, and I remember the look of that place as I sat in the waiting room while she went through the abortion. And I'm telling you right now, there's not a day that goes by in this ministry that I don't think about my child. If that's your story in here today like it is mine, I just want to let you know that Jesus wants to set you free from any type of shame and condemnation that you might be experiencing. He wants to set you free from it today. If you've never told your spouse, you've never even confessed that to anyone, today, confess it. Be released from it. Satan wants to bind you. The enemy, John 10.10 says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come and to give life and to give it in abundance. He wants to set you free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and he desires for that to happen for you today. This is not a ministry of shame and condemnation, but of healing and restoration. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. Next slide. So let's quickly look back at what God has done. This is ultimately what God has done over the last five years. These numbers just keep climbing. 3,500 babies saved over five years. Come on. Like, that's the work of, of God right there. Up to 70% drop in abortions on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Days of concentrated day of prayers and fasting. The 22 days of prayer that we just went through. Who believes in the power of prayer? I do. I believe that we are appealing. We're, we're calling out to God. We're pleading with God to do abundantly more than we could even think or imagine. God, end this atrocity of abortion in our lifetime. Stir, have a baby stir in the womb for the first time. Show a mom a sign today. Help them to hear something, that they would run out of that place of death and destruction and run to the local church. 100,000 plus people have prayer walked. That's amazing. We're praying for a million that the church activated, mobilized. 500 plus partnering churches and Convergence Church is one of them. 500 plus. We are praying for 10,000 churches across the U.S., 32 plus abortion workers have felt led to live the industry. 32 plus. That is amazing. Doctors, nurses, people in the call center, we're calling out abortionworker.com. We can help you find a job. 
People are stuck. They feel stuck in this industry. So let make no mistake, God is on the move. He is on the move. 32 plus. And we've had 3,000 plus people connected beyond the prayer walks. Whether that is mentors, life discipleship, orphan care. Again, we care from the womb to the tomb, including orphans and widows. All of it. Next slide, please. But this is the official adoption week. Week one. This is a big deal, Convergence. Week one. This is the here piece. This is literally just raising awareness, education, training, and commitment from the church. Many of you guys already know about Love Life. You're very familiar. You've been out there for years laboring. I think of Adam Tennant, Levi. You guys have been out there laboring for years. And I, I feel like I need to share a quick testimony too. There, was, there were four abortion clinics in Charlotte. Now the one that I had my abortion has literally closed. That's amazing. An abortion clinic has closed in the city of Charlotte. I felt the need to share that. But this is the here piece and getting the commitment from the local church. The pray piece is on Wednesday. The church united in prayer and fasting, seeking, interceding, pleading with God to do what you can't. Prayer is the key here. Prayer is the key. And then on the go piece, it's from 9 to 10.30 a.m. this Saturday. Rain or shine, negative 10 degrees or 110 degrees, we will be out there. As long as that abortion clinic is open, we will be out there. And one thing I ask people all the time, if you can do these two things, then you can come on a prayer walk. If you can worship God and you can pray, then you can come on this prayer walk. As simple as that, for an hour and a half. I'm asking you, church, out of the busyness of your life on a Saturday, to pull over out of the busyness of your life and say, I'm going to go out to the darkest areas of our city where more babies are killed in Charlotte than any other city, and I'm going to intercede and pray on the front lines of this battle. We're not there to condemn or shame. We are there to simply be a presence in the darkness and to pray and intercede. And then the connect piece, we are going to give multiple opportunities for people to connect beyond the prayer walk. Next slide, please. But we believe that prayer is a key. Jesus said in Matthew 16, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I believe by faithful expectation, I believe in prayer that God will perform miracles. We have seen it over and over and over. Do we believe that God is an intimate God that hears our pleas and our cries? I do. He's intimately involved with our prayer life, with our with our thought life, and as we're crying out to him, we're interceding, Lord, save a baby this week. Lord, we want to have the end of abortion. We believe that through prayer and through petitions, this is uh, capable of happening and able to happen because God is able. Next slide. But right now is a call to action from you, church. 1 John 3, 16 and 18 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. That's, the, that's, the, that's where the rubber meets the road. We can talk about this stuff all day long. In Bible studies, DNAs, whatever. And that's good. But man, if it doesn't compel you to act, then the word of God is clear. So right now in this moment, I just want to ask a couple questions. Stephen, if you can come up, please. I just want to ask a couple quick questions as we are preparing for what's going to take place week one. This is the 40-week journey of hope. This is a big deal. And let me tell you something. 
If you think for a second that your presence will not matter out there on Saturday, that's a lie from Satan. (laughs) It is a lie. Your presence matters. We have seen it over and over and over that people with Blue Love Life shirts, that moms have come to that place. They've heard a song that they remember. There was a testimony. This mom came four years ago. She showed up for an abortion on a Saturday. She heard a song that she remembered, and she saw people in Love Life t-shirts. She immediately felt convicted, convicted, and she left. Didn't tell anybody. She showed up to Latrobe Drive four years later to a sidewalk outreach team member. She rolls down her window, and she says, I just want to say thank you for being here. I would like you to meet my baby. That's because the church was present. The church present in the darkest areas of our city. Make no mistake, the spiritual darkness is heavy and it's weighty. Many of you have experienced it. But we know that Jesus wears the victor's crown. We know that Satan's time is short. So I'm asking right now in this moment, if you can worship God and you can pray, you can come on this prayer wall for an hour and a half. Pull over the car for an hour and a half, the busyness of your life, pull it over and see and experience what the spiritual battle that is taking place as we intercede and we pray and we worship. We're going to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And the world's going to hear it. Hallelujah. So right now, I want to ask for your commitment. If you can commit to one of two things, either praying and fasting and or fasting, or you can come to the prayer walk on Saturday for an hour and a half, and worship and pray. I want to ask right now if you would stand up. If you're going to come. If you're going to participate of any part of this today, that week one. Praise God. Praise the Lord. God is on the move, y'all. And I'm telling you right now that your presence, you standing in obedience, it's going to matter. It does matter. And it will matter. And I want to ask even right now, as people are standing, I just want to pray over you. Can you, everyone just come down front real quick? Just work your way down. I, I want this to be, this is a holy moment. This is a moment that you have said, yes, Lord, here I am. Send me. Use me. As we are thinking about abortion in our cities, we are thinking about this greatest moral issue as babies are being killed weekly. The church is responding, man, this is amazing. I've never had this before, just so y'all know, this is awesome. This is God at work, in and through you, church. I'm telling you right now, darkness is gonna flee on Saturday. It's gonna flee. It's going to tremble at the name of Jesus. Thank you. I just want to pray for you. God, thank you for this group of people. Thank you for these men and women and children and these families, these beautiful families that are willing to say, God, here I am. Send me, Lord. Use me. Whatever it is that you're calling me to, Lord, I'm going. 
I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to pull over the busyness of my life. And I'm going to enter into the darkest areas of our city. And we're going to worship. So thank you for these beautiful brothers and sisters. God, I pray now for protection over every man and woman and child here. I pray that we would take up the full armor of God and be prepared for spiritual battle. As even I think of my brothers and sisters coming forward, I know without a doubt that there will be pro-aborts, there will be people out there that know it's week one and they will be there too. But I pray that no one would become fearful or comforted, but they would come and engage in this greatest moral issue of our day. We would worship you, Lord. The world would hear the worship of you. And we would pray and intercede. We would cry out to you. Thank you for these obedient brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that they love you and they love their neighbor as herself and that they are going. Thank you, Lord. And as Stephen and Emmeline, as they sing worship, I pray that we would sing loud. That the world would hear, even the moms in the building, hear our worship. Have your way with us, Lord. Whatever you're calling us to do, have your way. So thank you, Lord, for these beautiful families. I, I just ask your protection over them. Bless them mightily for your kingdom. In your name's sake. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for life. We thank you that you gave us life, that you gave us a chance. Thank you, Lord, that our moms chose life. So have your way with us, Lord. In Jesus' name.